Welcome to the Melanin Mystic Podcast. I'm your host, Destiny Renee. I'm an intuitive Reiki practitioner, writer, digital artist, astrology enthusiast, and a queer Black woman. I'm here to hold space for Black women and women of color to share our truths, experiences, and insights as we grow on our spiritual healing journey. Welcome to the Melanomistic Podcast and welcome to 2020. I'm recording this ahead of time because, you know, that's what I do. Um, By the time this will be out, it'll be the brand new year. It'll also be my 26th birthday. It feels so weird, but wonderful to be so close to 30. Um, And it's also the birth date of the podcast since the first episode is out. Um, And of course, I had to release it on my birth date because I'm extra. Um, And I love astrology so much. I did birth charts for the podcast's birth date, along with my Reiki practice. Um, I am a Reiki practitioner, which is a form of energy healing if you're not sure what Reiki is. I plan to do a whole episode about it entirely just to kind of explain what it is, how it works, why um, I went and got attuned, um, a little bit about my mentor and my Reiki teacher, and all that good stuff for another episode. Um, but I did birth charts for both of them. Um, and it was, it's really interesting, um, because it's like these, this, I don't don't want to call it a project, but creating this podcast and creating my Reiki practice are things that are honestly beyond me. Like, I never thought this was not anywhere near my five-year plan um, for myself. Honestly, my five-year plan is totally fucked. So <laughs> um, I might as well just start that over. Um, so I, this is something that I felt needed to be birthed. And yeah, podcasts are free to listen to why I love them, one of the reasons why I love them so much, Um, but they take a lot of energy and time (laughs) and money to create, so putting this together and out there for the world, not just from what you had to actually put into it, but just sharing that vulnerability with myself and others and strangers and to be recorded and kept forever is a little daunting. Um, but it's something that I just feel so called to do right now. Um, so I had to make birth charts because these are my little my little babes. And um, I actually am getting my first professional astrology reading um, from a astrologer, my mentor recommended next week. So I will definitely add that into next week's episode um, to let you guys know like how that went, what the experience was like, 
Um, if you've never gotten an astrology reading before, like I have at this moment, um, or if you have, you know, definitely hit me up on social. We, I would love to compare experiences and astrologers and see what their like vibes are like. Um, it's just such a cool thing, honestly. Um, so this podcast episode is just giving you a little bit of info about me. Who the fuck is this melanin mystic lady? Well, I decided on the name because one, I am a sucker for alliteration. I'm just such a nerd. Um, But also, you know, given that this is a platform, a space that is for Black women and women of color, um, and that I'm also Black, (laughs) melanin, I just felt like had to be a part of the message, um, part of the name. And with the mystic, that definitely came to me over a couple of downloads. Um, and what I mean by downloads is just kind of like when I get those little pings, the messages that I get from spirit, the universe, God. I use all of those terms. Um, I know everybody uses different ones based off of their like upbringing, comfortability. Um, so I use them interchangeably. But uh, just downloads, just messages that I get, guidance I get from my guides from God, the universe. And I was listening to a podcast because I am a podcast whore and topics of different mystics came up. And um, every time I would be on social would be a mystic this and a mystic that. And like, yes, this spiritual social media world is pretty saturated. So it wasn't like totally like shocking to see that word, but just the amount of times in such a short period of time that I saw that word, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, And there was honestly a little bit of imposter syndrome. Um, I've been on the spiritual journey on and off, but mostly hardcore over the last year, year and a half. And I have gifts and I'm always striving to like learn and grow and heal as much as possible. And there's a little bit of me that felt like, well, I'm not really mystical. Like I'm not much of a mystic. Like I don't really do like, you know, super cool things. Like I can't, you know, just like read <laughs> messages from anything. Like I'm not really that much of a mystic. But the thing is, you know, having these gifts doesn't make me special or the next person, you know, I'm not, trying to be your guru. And I don't believe any of us should be trying to follow a person that is like, I am the guru. What I say is law. No one should be on a pedestal. We are all our own gurus. No one is going to be able to know you better than you. And everyone is your teacher. So if you come in in a place of like unconditional love for yourself and others in an open understanding Like, everyone really is your teacher, but you are your own guru. And I felt like mystic was a way to connect that part of my, like, insecurities with, it's true. Like, I have gifts, and I'm here to hold space for people, to help people, especially Black women and women of color. And to show more so, like I know there's other people out there, um, but to show 
to show more of us and that we're out here and we're not, it's not the devil, it's not evil, um, it's our right, it's our gifts, it's something that we all have the power to be in tune with. Yeah, so that's a little bit about why I chose that name and more about me. So super into astrology, as I've mentioned before, um, I am a Capricorn sun, Libra moon, and a Capricorn rising. And pretty much almost everything else in my chart, except for like two placements, are in Capricorn. So I am a Capricorn AF. Um, super, I'm super into music. I really believe that music is like the universal healer and it's really sad to see the state of a lot of pop music, popular music these days and like seeing so many people like take their lives um, from living the lifestyle that is expected of them or is forced on them to portray to the public. Um, it's really, really sad, but music, you can create something and with the internet, um, it really lasts forever and it can touch so many people, so many different types of ways. And it's just something that I truly, has been such a, it's, it's got me through my darkest days. It's been a supporter on the brightest ones. It's something that everybody can connect to. I love honestly every genre of music except for go-go. It just it just sounds like noise to me. There there's a couple of go-go songs that I can I can get with, but God, it's yeah. That's, that's the only one. So like literally any every other genre, there's at least a couple songs or a couple artists that I fuck with super hard because I mean, there's just so many different moods. Like I'm a Libra moon, like my emotions, I'm fickle. I'd be changing my mind. I'd be having different, totally different vibes. So music is kind of my outlet for that along with like style, like in fashion. Like I really love to just kind of change it up and base my vibe off of whatever my mood is that day. Um, also, I've probably said fuck about seven times now, I think. <laughs> um, it is my favorite word. I love to swear. I feel like anytime I'm not able to fully express myself, I'm going to explode. So I definitely um, swear a lot. There is an explicit label on my podcast. So if swearing isn't for you, you know, we're just not aligned. <laughs> and that is totally okay. Um, or maybe, you know, you it grows on you. I wouldn't say it's something that it's like, oh, every other word is fuck, but I mean, it's in here. So I know um, with other podcasts I listen to <laughs> that do swear a lot, um, they do get a lot of like uh, reviews that'll be like, this is great. We give it five stars, but the swearing is so excessive and not ladylike. Oh, ladylike. Don't even get me started. <laughs> So, I mean, I appreciate all feedback because, you know, new to this, want to make sure that it's quality, but also effective and really just having it the impact that, um, you know, I've dreamed of this having. So all feedback is necessary and welcome. But if it's just going to be me saying, please say fuck less, going to have to tell you no. <laughs> Um, super in anime right now. I'm rewatching <laughs> Sailor Moon because, like, why not? <laughs> um, so great, so pure. 
I just like really love like how much of a cancer Usagi is. It's just, <laughs> it's definitely made me feel more in touch with my emotions and my femininity. Um, I love anime. Also open to anime suggestions. I do have Hulu and Netflix and Prime, so let me know. I, I've had Crunchyroll for a little bit, but I think I have enough subscriptions. Like, So recommend any that are on those platforms. That'd be great. Love you. Um, I did mention in the intro that I am queer. And with all of the possible choices um, in the LBGTQIA plus community, I feel like queer is the one I most resonate with uh, because it's kind of just like an umbrella term because honestly I'm really not a fan of labels I really don't like to be put into a box or just have to say oh hi I am Destiny Renee and I am a purple flying alligator people eater like that's so much like because first of all what if like yeah so what I'm flying purple alligator but what if I don't want to fly today or what if I didn't feel like being purple like now I have to just stick to that because I decided like We'll have to choose something or no one's going to get it. Like, people will get it. Not saying that if you, like, definitely resonate with a with a term or a label that you shouldn't use it. Everyone needs to do whatever is best for them. That's literally the whole point of us coming here is to be as authentic to our energetic signature, our, like, code of being as possible. Mine just doesn't really like labels um but I feel like queer is like the like loosest label as possible um to show that hey like I like men and women and not really stuck on any spectrum with any representation of that so that's why I put that in my title um it's weird to have to describe yourself to people um especially when you're not talking like, oh, hi, I'm Destiny and I do this for a living and blah, blah, blah. Like, I really am excited for the time when we're all moving away from like the whole like cocktail party intro where it's like, this is my name. This is what I do. I'm not married. I'm married. I have kids. I don't have kids. You know, there's so many other cool things that we could say about who we are and what we're doing and we're passionate about. But yeah, so, um, that's a little bit about me. Oh, just kidding. I did want to talk about books. I love to read. <laughs> I used to be the kid that was in the library with their lunch. And no shame in the game. Um, but I always recommend books to people just because I go through them so quickly. And I usually find some really good ones. Well, I think they're really good. Um, right now, I'm reading Shaman Durek, Spirit Hacking. Shaman Derek is honestly like just such a revolutionary badass in the spiritual community. He's just, he's a shaman, um, and uh, his book, Spirit Hacking, is kind of like biohacking, but for the soul. And he just has a lot of practices that talk about managing stress and just giving language to the, how do I want to say that? Like, giving language to the obstacles that we face and a lot of times the obstacles that we present and make for ourselves and how to unblock them and really just how to live an aligned life. Like the term that I use, energetic signature, that's something that 
is language that he introduced to me. And I was like, wow, that's a great way of saying, like, you know, I'm just trying to be, like, do me. Because, like, I mean, people say that, but it's like, do me. Does that mean that you're just going to do whatever the fuck you want and, like, fuck everybody else? Does do me me like, um, you know, I will do whatever it takes, regardless of people's feelings? I feel like it can kind of be misconstructed um, or taken the wrong way if everybody has a different, you know, relationship to that word. But I feel like energetic signature is something that makes sense. Like, everything's energy, and every signature is different um, per person, like a thumbprint. And I feel like that's something that can say, hey, like, this is just who I am. Like, and I have to live myself, I have to live my life aligned to who I am because it's just who I am. <laughs> um, another book that I'm reading is by Sean Buram, uh, The Game of Desire. Um, so good. If you're single, it's definitely a book I recommend out there. Again, because you're learning the language. It really helped me figure out, like, I know what I want from relationships or from partnerships, but um, it's more of like a feeling. So being able to, again, gain language. She is all about taking quizzes and like that is my shit. Like I'm the person that stays up until 3 a.m. taking BuzzFeed quizzes because this, why not? I I can't help it. I want to know, you know, which office character I most likely am, you know? And I know I'm not alone out there. So that's a great book for, especially if you're single. Though I do feel like it is very helpful if you're in a relationship because we're forever changing we're forever evolving and what if your total needs changed and you just didn't know how to say it to your partner and boom now you have language or maybe you just know hey I don't really like what I have going on right now but I have no idea what else there is all I see on tv in media in my personal life are like heterosexual monogamous relationships and like anytime I see something some like outside of that, you know, structure, it's like way off base for me. It's not a vibe, not fucking with it. Um, so I feel like this is a great book, even if you are in a relationship or married, um, just to have language for. It talks about your love language, your apology language, which I had no idea was a thing, but totally makes sense because it's like the point of relationships are not so you can be with someone that never makes you upset. That is just so unrealistic. Like, we are going to rub people the wrong way. Even Oprah rubs people the wrong way. I love you, Oprah. Um, But even she does. So if Oprah can, we all can. That's always my motto. So having that language to be like, hey, I know that I don't like when you just go, oh, sorry, I need you to actually fix the problem. Or maybe you're like, buy me a gift, (laughs) like whatever it is. Being able to see what that is, but better improve the relationship that you have with your partner and thus have a more fulfilling life. Um, And the last book that I'm reading right now is The Subtle Body, an Encyclopedia of Your Energetic Anatomy. And I will definitely link all of the books in the show notes so you can check them out if you're interested. Um, But the last book, The Subtle Body, is just so I'm a Reiki practitioner and I really do believe that 
um, you know, yes, I, I'm attuned. And I did, like, go to nursing school. I didn't finish because <laughs> I realized I didn't want to do that shit um, for the rest of my life. No offense to nurses out there. You're amazing. Thank you for all that you do. I just know that I could not do it. I knew that I wanted to help people, and I knew that I wanted to help heal. And I just had no idea that this was another way. I thought that nursing was the way. <laughs> um so I learned a lot about anatomy, but this goes into not just the physical, but it talks about the seven layers of your aura. It goes into depth with the chakras. Like it's a really great book for, even if you're not even going to be a Reiki healer or any type of holistic healer, just having that understanding of yourself, especially for black women and women of color. It is scary. It's dangerous. The amount of women that are going to the hospital for routine appointments, for check-ins, for, you know, delivery of their babies and not making it home with their families. And that's something that I also want to talk about on a separate episode. But um, the more understanding, the better knowledge and the better language that we have for ourselves. And it makes it easier when we actually do go to the doctor so that way we can be like, hey, this is exactly what the problem is, um, and this is where it is, and this is like, you know, what I think it is, um, I would want to talk to you, and I will get a second opinion. Being able to have that confidence going in, instead of just, you know, trusting whatever the doctor says, um, is needed for our community. Um, so this is a great book to learn about that. Um and also, like, if you just want to learn about the fun, like, woo-woo stuff with all the chakras and aura in energetic fields. So there's a lot of information online and on Instagram, social media. But really, how much of it is quality information? Because I've seen so much contradicting information online. It's insane. It's, an, it's enough to make your head spin. But that's what happens. People just, you know, they don't know. They're learning and they're just reposting. And... And it's not that it's really like, I mean, I haven't seen anything personally that would make me feel like, oh, that's something dangerous in regards to like just learning about chakras and things like that. Um, but it can be. So I uh, definitely am a fan of preparing yourself with as much knowledge as possible. Like it's empowering. And so again, I'll link those in the show notes if you want to check that out. So that's a little bit about who I am and why I started this podcast. Who is this podcast for? I know that it's stated in the intro and I've said it many times while recording that this is a podcast for Black women and women of color. And I separate the two because you know, race really is just a construct. It's not even real. Um, but, you know, all people, no matter the color of their skin, are totally equal. But being a Black woman and being a person of color are not the same. A Black woman could be a person of color, but a person of color does not mean you are a Black woman. Because person of color includes uh, Latin X, Latinos, Latinas, it includes um, Asians, it includes um, indigenous people, brown people. It doesn't work in reverse. Um, it's something that I need to hold a space for 
for all black and brown people. And yes, I do say women because I'm a woman. My experience is most connected to women. And also women have been getting the shit end of the stick for far too fucking long. And there just needs to be a safe space for us. Um, if you're, you've been acting on, on social media this past week, uh, well, at this point, it'll be like a month <laughs> ago. Um, but there was a story at the time of recording this where, and it's not even like a special story that like, oh, wow, we never saw this coming or that hasn't happened before. But it's still sad. A woman, a brown woman, was walking to her car after class and a man was catcalling her. And she just ignored him. She wasn't being rude, even though she had every right to be. She didn't go and attack him, even though she had every right to. She just walked to her car. And he took the ignoring of his disgusting catcalls as a form of disrespect. And he choked and raped her and killed her. And all she was doing was going home to her, well, trying to go home by getting to her car after a long day. And it's it's just, it's getting... It's something that really hurts to even like say out loud, but it's something that needs to be said. And it's really easy to get desensitized with all of the violence that's in the world right now, but we can't do that. Like we have to keep our hearts open. And I'm not gonna end that story by just being like, oh, that was sad. I'm sending healing to her family and to her friends so that way they're able to have some support while they cope through their loss. And we can all do the same anytime a tragedy happens or something traumatic happens, not just to someone that we see on our news feeds, but to friends, to neighbors, to strangers, just if you're aware of something, send love and healing to them. Like, it definitely won't hurt. Instead of just saying, oh, that's so sad. Oh, that's so tragic. Like, if you're not able to do something to help financially or physically, send them love, send them healing. But the point of that was that there is just so much oppression and violence towards Black and brown women. We need a safe space. We need a place to to heal, to just share our thoughts without being judged. And I know I'm not the only space, but the more that we have, I know the better off we will be. And while this is definitely catered to the content-wise, um, it's catered to Black and Brown women, it's not just for for us, okay? This is this does not exclude white and non-POC beings. You're beautiful too. Um, be an ally, really. Like, it's more than just being able to say, yeah, you know, I do agree. It's Black Lives Matter, not all lives matter, which, you know, I definitely hope you say that. But how are you really going to be an ally to somebody if you're not even aware of what they're going through? Like, 
a doctor isn't a doctor just because they want to help people. They have to study. Okay, these are the types of diseases. These are the symptoms of those diseases. Here are ways, you know, to reverse those symptoms and remove the disease. Like, there's things that even I've done that I didn't realize were problematic because, you know, I just turned 26. Like, I'm figuring shit out. Um, and I know everyone else is, too. Or like maybe you're older or maybe you're younger and you just grew up in a totally different environment where things were totally different. And you know that, hey, maybe this isn't exactly how I want to live, but I need to find a way to do better. And I hear that a lot from white my white friends and people that I know that are white, that they're like, you know, I want to do something, but I just don't know what to do. Or like, I don't know what to say, you know, so it's best to just not do or say anything because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, if you you know, we're in a space where you could understand our plights um, and just really just listen without any judgment, you would know what to say and you would know what not to say. and You would know what to do and what not to do. So this is, again, not just for, um, it's not excluding white people, non-POC people. Um, this is just a resource for you to learn and support. And, you know, I do hope that um, I do have my right friends listen to this podcast and share and support um, because it's something, like I said, that is, is needed right now. Like, I am focusing on this community to uplift it, but I am not focused on, on this community to tear you down. And I do think that there is a huge difference in like encouraging and celebrating you know a culture and a race and then versus like isolating and alienating a race due to like us um like this like superior complex um and this is not that at all you know people we can uplift somebody again without having to tear down another. And that will not be happening here. If you're a non-black or non-POC person, I do hope that you know you're open to learn and to grow together with me, with us. Um this is definitely the space for you if you're into all the woo-woo and the juju and little mini songs, because I love to sing, so I do that all the time. Um we're going to talk about, well, magic, sex magic, tantra, meditation, crystals, all the good stuff that's kind of like intro, but also like, I want to talk about this fucking matrix that we're living in, you know, what it really means to like be in 5D, um, you know, talk about sexuality. Um, sex is a huge part of my spiritual practice and I feel like it is a huge part of everyone's well-being and their health. Um, and it shouldn't be treated like it's like icing on the cake. It's like, no, it's definitely like a main ingredient in the cake. Like it's definitely either the eggs or the flour, okay? Um, and this is also a space for skeptics and newbies. So even if you're like, I don't know what this bitch is talking about. She's talking about, you know, sex magic. Like I don't even... Like, I'm just here to get the D and go. Good for you, because same sometimes. Um, but again, if you're just open 
to learn and to grow together, this is for you. Yeah. Talked about who I am, about what my aspirations are for the Melanie Misty podcast. Um, so I, why am I doing this? Um, there is a quote from Carrie Washington. I love you, Carrie Washington. Oh my God. If I could have her as a host one day, I mean, as a guest. No, no, she can host it. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> I would die. I would be so shook. Um, I have loved Carrie Washington for years, but I know that a lot of my friends scandal set it off. I mean, that the cast alone, like it was just <sighs> Shonda Rhimes is ooh, she's a light worker. Okay, she is a gift from God. Um the representation, just the, di- the the monologues that they her mom had, oh, that she had. I mean, I I <laughs> I can't even explain explain how much scandal like changed my life for the better um that high day with murder girl but i had to stop watching that because this was a lot of violence i mean not just how it get with murder uh, well actually yeah I, I finished scandal so i guess i have to just say <laughs> i'm getting with murder um but so good i probably will still watch the last season because i can't just not figure out what happened with annalise kidding don't tell me don't spoil it for me please but a quote <laughs> from carrie washington that um, I read when I was debating, like, okay, should I start a podcast? Like, I mean, what do I even talk about? Like, again, like an imposter syndrome. Like, I'm not that special. Like, I saw this. I saw this quote, and the quote is: "Even if the world wasn't ready, I had to be proud of what I made." And maybe the world isn't ready. I have been told that I am so extra and that I'm a lot, pretty much my whole life. And I know that I'm pretty weird. Like, um, I'm not I'm not for everyone. But at the end of the day, no one is. And we're not supposed to be. Um, but I do know that this was meant to happen right now. That I'm at a point of my journey where my story needs to be told. Ooh, another good quote. Maya Angelou. Love her. Um, there is no greater pain than a story that wasn't told something along those lines I'm definitely paraphrasing I'm so sorry Maya um but it's true like we are all special and I know that you know the post (laughs) and pre-90s kids and parents are just like we are not all special that's the problem that we have with millennials you guys think you're special, but that's just the matrix working. We are special. There's literally no one that is like you. Like, I forget the exact odds, but it's like one in like 14 billion. Like the chances of you being born as you were at that exact time and day in those same in those exact conditions. Like we all chose to come here and we chose to come here and do the things that we're doing now. Of course, we have free will. We can do that at any time about what we're doing here. But we all chose to come here. And I definitely did not have an easy life, but I know, like, with each day, that, like, the, like, burning of, like, passion for life just grows even stronger. I just know that there's things that I'm here to do, and I'm not saying that I'm going to be the next Oprah. It would be lit. Um, Or even the next president. I definitely don't want that job. But even if I just help 100 people that's amazing um so yeah I knew that I just needed to share my story and 
help other people share theirs and to just help aid healing in every way that I can. I also want and need to see more women that look like me in the health and wellness industry, in the spiritual sphere, and also in general. And it's definitely changing. Like um, with Rihanna, shout out to Ray Ray, yes. Um, with her Fenty line um, and with her lingerie line, like the fact that Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is no longer a fucking thing. I mean, I can't even express how many years of like turmoil that I put my body through um, to make it look like any other way than it naturally did its whole life. Um, and I'm not just blaming the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, like let's not get crazy. But it's like, it's just one of those many things that are out there that's just like, this is what the human body looks like. And if you don't have that, you are nothing. <laughs> You're definitely not going to get a man. And if you do get a man, he is settling and he is cheating on you. Like, wow, that's a lot for like a 12-year-old to have to deal with or a 14-year-old. Um, because, I mean, girls are developing so much faster than they were 20 years ago. I mean, I know I had boobs like when I was in the fifth grade. I got my period in fifth grade. So like going and getting a bra, like, that, was a, that was a lot of pressure at such a young age to deal with when regarding like your identity and your relationship with your body. Um, but especially in the health and wellness sphere, like I said, I've been big my whole life and I'm very short. I'm 4'11". So if you're going to go off the BMI scale, I'm on the very wrong end of it. Um, but like I have weighed more than I weigh right now and I have weighed a lot less than I weigh right now. Um, I don't work out every day, but that is changing because I am at a point where I just, I feel like, okay, I definitely have done, like I've lost weight being vegan and um, with the changes that I've made, but I definitely just feel like I need to move. Like I have such a very sedentary life and I know that moving is great. I love it when I do it. I just don't make it a priority yet. So I'm definitely changing that. But Honestly, I feel like the healthiest that I am right now. Skin is glowing, okay? <laughs> um, my back is super supported. I was told that the only thing that would help my back would be to lose weight. And um, my mentor told me to go to the chiropractor during a Reiki session. And um, I went and I have this amazing um, Chinese man, Dr. Lee. Shout out to Better Life Chiropractor, Fairfax. <laughs> um and I, I was like, I was like, man, I already know going in, he's going to talk about my weight. He's going to be like going over my chart after I filled my little information out and be like, okay, um, thanks. I'm glad you're coming in. I will do this, but like, you're pretty much not going to see any results until you lose weight. And you know what? He didn't say shit about it. He didn't say anything about my weight. And just the fact that that was the first time that has happened to me in 26 years of life. I mean, it's sad, but it's beautiful. It was really nice just to have someone be like, obviously you have like chronic back issues that you've had your whole life. Like this is more than just a weight thing, you know? Um, and it shouldn't be like that. Like why should I have to go 26 years for, to have that experience? You know, and just with oh, athleisure, like having clothes that fit properly that aren't constantly rolling down that aren't grandma clothes like 
I'm 26. Okay, I know I'm thick. Miniature stallion. But I don't want to dress like I'm 50. Nothing wrong with 50. Just, I'm not it. I'm not 50. I'm 26. And I want to dress like a 26-year-old. Or I want to just dress, I want to I just wear things that I think are cool and that are in my size. And it's crazy that even today, unless you're shopping like super fast fashion, which isn't going to last more than a wear. So really, what the hell am I supposed to wear on a, on a regular long-term basis? With yoga, like, like Jessamine, like she is a full-figured black queer woman. I love her. And I love that she is making such a huge stride in the health and wellness sphere. Like, I've never seen anybody that looks like me with thick thighs and cellulite and back rolls and super dark skin like me out here doing yoga poses and like handstands. And I'm just like, what I could do? I could do that? I could do that. I don't have to like get super skinny and then do that. Like I could do that right now. Like, you, like really? Of course, don't just like jump into a handstand. You have to like, you know, train still. But like, just to know that that's possible, that, you know, she's healthy, even though she carries more weight than the quote unquote average person, which newsflash, the average size of an American person is a size 14 now. But anyway, I digress. It's it's a need, you know, if you go on Instagram right now and you search the tag Reiki, Reiki is a hands-on healing form of energy healing. You will see 25,000 white hands you will see maybe one brownish hand. But the thing is, is it a person of color? Is it a black woman? Or are they just really fucking tan? And nine times out of ten, they're just really fucking tan. Um, so that's disheartening. <laughs> um, and it doesn't even have to be just, like, a black woman. It would be great if it was me and also was a black woman. But just the diversity, there is none. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Like, I'm sick of, you know, seeing these gurus. I'm sick of seeing people, white people, do black healing. Like, who do? Excuse me? Like, that needs to be a separate episode. Um, But, yeah, there just needs to be more people like myself. And the same will go for you, beautiful being who's listening to this podcast episode. I know that you want to see someone that looks like you. Representation matters, okay? If you don't feel seen, your brain can't see, can expand its consciousness to be like, oh, that's obtainable. I see myself or someone like myself. I can relate to that. I'm going to restructure my neurons in my brain to present opportunity because it's possible now. When we don't see it, we can't have it. Again, another structure of the matrix. But I swear, I'm not going to talk about the matrix. On the first episode, I'm going to like have a little soft real one, and then we'll get into the deep shit um, in the next episode to come. Um, yeah, so that's a huge part of my why is just showing people of color and Black women that like, hey, energy healing is the shit. It's not the devil. Um, that you know, crystals are cool, that meditation really is, like, so mandatory, like, mental health, so mandatory. I really want to break down the hardworking Black woman, 
or like just the hardworking person of color, woman of color. Women, we are so strong. We can go through things that men can't even wrap their heads around, like birth, for example, which I really can't use because I haven't birthed anything, like literally birthing these, this podcast and this practice and all my other like businesses in the past and projects in the past, it's a lot. And I can't even imagine like giving real like birth to a, a person like Jesus. I can understand a little bit, but men are just like whoop, over the heads. They can't, they can't understand that. And with women having that depth understanding on the cognitive end, and then having the emotional depth um, and just carrying all that emotional labor from their partners, from their families, from their jobs, it is just, I'm, I'm tired of seeing you need to build your man up. You, you know, a real woman, you know, is right there supporting their man behind every great man is a wonderful woman. I'm sick of it. Like, yeah, you're right. Those things are true. But that time is done. Okay. We're not doing that shit anymore. We are building ourselves up and the men can do the same. Like not saying help a friend or if you feel a connection to somebody and, you know, they're going through a really tough time just to be like, sorry, get your shit together. I'll come back when you're ready. Bye. No. But we need to stop looking for projects. We need to stop trying to fix people because one, people are broken. And two, people are going to change when they're ready to change. And how they will change will be on their terms, as it should be. And if we just put that energy into ourselves instead of into everybody else, I just, the world that I'm imagining and seeing is so beautiful. It's so free. There's so much room for love because we're tearing down the competition. We're tearing down the like constructs of we have to be the baddest and nobody else can be the baddest. And if they try to be, we got to like, wreck them. Like, that's just so much. Like We're all amazing. We can love ourselves a little. Oh, I don't say love ourselves because that sounds like you don't love yourself. Like, no, but we need to invest in ourselves more than we do now, especially black women, women of color. Um, recovery is just as important, if not more important than an actual workout. Like that's a, that's a really, that's a really key factor in fitness. Like a lot of people think it's like, you have to like go to the gym and do 30,000 sets and 20 reps. Like, and the same can be said of like healing and our spiritual growth. Like it's not just how many workshops can we do? You know, I'm I'm doing, I have like 500 crystals. And so that means I'm gonna be this. Like it's really taking the time to heal, to meditate, to take spiritual baths, to do yoga, to move your body, to get connected with your heart space. Doing all those things is recovery. And it can seem like, oh, I should be doing more. I definitely struggle with that. And it's difficult when you're a Black woman living in this patriarchal society and this capitalistic society where we're told that our value is based off of our productivity and our income, whatever money we have. Um, and given that this wage gap is still happening in 2020, um, we really do have to work harder that doesn't mean more 
but harder, more creatively, with more intensity. Um, that does not mean that we have to continue the stereotypical hardworking Black woman, hardworking brown woman, okay? We can be soft and effeminate, and we can accomplish so much without having to burn ourselves into the ground. We don't have to be for everyone. Um, I just I need that message to be out there and a space for women to come and be supported in that. I really just want to encourage all you beautiful beings to live a heart and soul-centered life as much as possible. Again, coming back to living at our authentic energy signature, like, it's something that feels weird to do now, but, like, waking up and being like, I love my life, I love myself, and what I don't want to have right now, I know that I'm changing. Like, being able to live every day like that, truly, um, what it's all about. And I want this podcast to be an encouragement of that belief. I mentioned before that my spiritual journey I've been on for the past year, year and a half, has been um, really intense the last, you know, six to eight months. Um, But I just wanted to give a little background as to what it was and how we got here. Um, So I grew up in a very strict religious household um, with Jehovah Witnesses. And if you don't know much about Jehovah Witnesses, that's probably normal because they're very, um, I don't want to say secretive, but they definitely like to keep a tight lid on things. And I won't go into a lot of it because my mom and a lot of my family still practice and they have been very respectful of my choices and my beliefs and I will always do the same for them um and I'm not trying to bash something that they believe in I really do believe that every religion or spirituality path everyone is on you know it's it's all it's the same thing with different language And it's just our way of connecting to God. So who am I to sit here and be like, well, you're fucking wrong and that's dumb. The only time where I will be getting passionate about, um, you know, going against it is when it's hurting people, Um, which it's kind of a tricky line for me because that's why I didn't really, I'm not a witness now after having to grow up in it from like ages like what four to 18 I knew what age like 11 12 that I wasn't feeling this shit anymore it was just it was just sexist to me like all of the but like that's kind of how it is in most organized religions like the males are the predominant ones to have the highest seats of power not that it's about power but it's like if we're all equals here like what are we doing and like women are to be like subservient to men and like ugh, and like I just I can't the modesty like uh I like to show my tits and I like to wear bright colors and to me a soft glam with like a full lily lash is a natural look and I, nothing about me is plain or dull I just can't I can't swing it um and also a lot of a lot of practices not just with the witnesses comes out of a place of fear 
it's you can't do this or you will not make it in God's kingdom. You can't do this or you can't go to hell. You can't, you know, practice that um, because it is evil. It's just like, damn, like, what can you fucking do here? <laughs> um, I don't like anything that has a fear-based motivator. I believe that everything should come from an empowering place. Um, so I knew around like 12, 13 that I, 11, 12, 13, I don't know for sure, time is an illusion and I'm not good at keeping up with it. <laughs> um, but I knew around before I was a teenager that I was over it. My mom is black and old school and she's like, well, as long as you're living in my house and I'm paying bills and you're not, uh, you will do what my family does, what the family does. So when you turn 18, then you can decide for yourself what you want to do. So I had to endure years of three times a week service, going out and doing ministry, something I just did not believe in. And also realizing that, like, I liked girls. Like, it was just a crazy-ass time. But then 18 came, and I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. (laughs) And I got lost in sauce. I got into so much trouble like not legally or even with my parents or with my mom my family um it's really good at keeping it under wraps but like I had so many blessings I could have been incarcerated so many times so that it didn't happen um but uh yeah my mental health was really really difficult going through um being diagnosed as uh, manic depressive, now what they call it, but used to be called bipolar disorder, um, being on tons of different mood stabilizers and antidepressants and antipsychotics, and even being hospitalized at the age of 14, like that was a lot, a lot. And I, you know, dealt with it in my own ways. And then, you know, once I was able to experience the world, I just kind of went overboard. Drug, sex, and rock and roll overboard. Um, but it was all like, if I didn't do it, then if I don't know what I, it would have, it had to be, it had to be then and it had to be what happened. Um, I went through some really dark times, had some abusive partners, and um, went through some really intense um health issues I was about to graduate high school and super stressed already you know on the downside of a bipolar episode and it's senior year like college is happening um coming from a low-income family worried about finances I'm already working like I've been working since I was 15 girls ready to retire already (laughs) but um it was a lot and my body just pretty much went into shock and I lost all feeling in my legs. Um, it started with the left side of my body. I just kind of had this pins and needles prickliness and from my head to my toe. And then I couldn't walk. I just fell to the floor. I could not walk. Um, and I, um, but I did have the feeling still to have this sharp shooting pain in my back um, that was so intense. I had to go to the ER because I also wasn't walking. Um, and the only thing that was able to take the pain away was morphine. And I like realized then that I was like, I need to do something because I can't like live like this anymore. And 
tons of testing later. I never got an answer. I did like a lot of research on my own and I wasn't until I was about 23 when I realized that um, relapsing MS was what I'm going through. Um, and that sucks because that's kind of just forever, but um, not really because that's changing. But um, yeah, and that kind of started with me healing. I remember getting into crystals a little bit, uh, but still having to hide it because my mom was definitely not okay with any of the crystals or the sage or my dream catcher or anything like that. Um, so it was pretty much like all the holistic ways, like eating natural, like um, like natural plant-based foods, like doing yoga, things like that, kind of fell off and got back into partying just because life was stressful because life got crazy and that was an easy coping mechanism and I just kind of secluded myself like really just kind of started doing my own thing focusing on work and I really got sucked into like becoming whatever I was doing for work at the time and then got burnt out again had a relapse again on my with my MS and that was like my breaking point again (laughs) um and I was like, there has to be more. I have to, there is, there has to be a way for people to heal themselves. And um, I moved over to where I live now, apartment that I live now. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going like, to start with crystals because that's what I did with before. And I found the amazing shop by my mentor, Dahlia, uh, at Crystal Cognizance over in Aquaquan. I'm in Virginia, by the way, in Northern Virginia. Um, and it was kind of like it was it's divine timing always but it's just I like geek every time I like tell the story to other people um but yeah I walked in and there was this beautiful black woman dressed in all white with her own whole crystal shop and there's yoga mats and there's plants and flowers and it's the most like tranquil shade of blue and I was just like wow I one, this is a beautiful location. Two, she's gorgeous. Three, there's like so much here and it's right the street from my house. And four, she's black. Like she looks like me. Like, I mean, she's like a tidy little thing and I'm not, but like still, like I see myself in her. And that was just kind of like the catalyst of the last like year of my life. And I became obsessed. I was like, I need to learn all about all the crystals in the world, all about energy. I learned about Reiki, never heard of it before. And I was like, I really got to go get attuned. Found out that Dahlia was a Reiki um, master. And I was like, I can get attuned from her. She became my mentor and also my friend, Lucky Dahlia. Um, and I was just, after I got my first session, I wanted to try it before I was like, okay, I'm going to just hop in this bitch full throttle. I'm going to get a session done. And it changed my life. And I will talk about this more in the separate episode about Reiki. But after that, I knew, I knew I had to get attuned. And Dahlia was amazing. It made it happen like the next month. Um, And then the month after that, I was a I'm a Reiki practitioner I'm level two um hoping to become Reiki master maybe teacher but I don't see that happening for a while just probably to go to master but um yeah I just it was crazy I was like wow and like 
having the attunements done, like just really changing the makeup of my body, I became ill anytime that I ate meat. I've never had the best digestion, um, but meat just became torture for me. And now I'm vegan um, and I eat meat once a month. I don't really like to have dairy, um, but kind of once a month with the meat, depending on what it is I'm craving. But I still just say that I'm vegan. I know the vegan community is probably going to come from my neck, but that's okay. <laughs> um, because I feel like if 12 months, 12 days, <laughs> 12 months, 12 days out of the year, I'm not vegan. I'm still pretty vegan. Um, I just, it's not for everybody. And I don't even know if I'm going to do it forever. But like, I know at this time in my life, like, my body just, it changed. The frequency, the vibration was rised, uh, risen, raised. Oh my God. I know words. I do. Um, it was raised. And like, uh, the animal in my body just isn't, isn't a vibe. It's not cute for me. Um, yeah. So that's my spiritual path so far. And growth. <sighs> growth is beautiful. And something I've always said is that growth is a lifelong process. We're never meant to just be done. There is no like level I'm perfect. That really just kind of takes the point out of doing this whole thing, you know? <laughs> um, so I'm really interested to see how I grow with the podcast, how the community grows and their experiences. And I really want this to be not just, hey, you listen, all right, subscribe. Like, I really want people to interact on my socials, to send me letters and emails. And um, I want to do events and like have people come together. We can like do yoga and like CBD or whatever and like do guided meditations. Like that would be so lit just to see like all beautiful brown faces um, together doing some cool ass shit, um, raising our vibration and just like spreading like love and light and healing to the world. <sighs> But that is all for episode one. Um, and if you have socials on Insta and Twitter, you can follow me. The links will be in the show notes on Instagram. I uh, It's at I am Destiny Renee. And Twitter, it's Miss Melanin Mystic. I tried to get them to sync, but weren't available. Um, so that's okay. <laughs> we will keep it as is. Um, and again, it'll be linked in the show notes. Um, you know, you can subscribe on anywhere you get your podcast fix. Um, so that is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, there are others I can't remember because I don't really listen to much other places. Um, but they're all on there. Um, thanks to Anchor, not sponsored, just the, the great. Um, and like I said before, you know, creating these episodes um, and really focusing on giving like quality, um, it costs money and there's a large amount of energy that's put into it because I'm not just, you know, talking about random shit or trendy things. Like these are my real experiences, my my personal perspective. Um, and I'm really trying to just open the door for connection and conversation. So a lot of myself goes into each episode. Um, so um, if you want to feed into that energy exchange, um, I do have a Patreon. 
um, which you can subscribe to on a monthly basis um, as a patron and donate money that way. Or if you want to um, just donate one time, you can do that. I'm only asking for $5 for the monthly subscription. Um, if you don't like Patreon or if that's just too inconvenient, um, you can also reach out to me on PayPal or Cash App. Those are also links below in the show notes. Um, but not everything's about money. Okay, hold on now. Don't get crazy. Um, another way to contribute in this energy exchange would be to leave a five-star review. Um, only if you really believe it's five star. I'm not trying to sound gimmicky. Like, give me five stars. Like, I'm not that like annoying Uber driver that like makes you give them a five star. Or they like haunt you. <laughs> um, if if it's something that you really feel like, yep, this is like five star quality, or this was like really helpful, give me a five star review, or just leave me like a review. Um, share on social media. You know, use the hashtag. You know, Melanin Mystic. Like something like. Those things do matter, especially right now in the beginning. I'm just trying to get, you know, the podcast out to as many people as possible so it can help as many people as possible. Um, so it's not all about money, but time and energy are really important. Um, so if you can share any of those resources, that would be amazing. You can also sign up for my newsletter for updates on me, on the podcast, on events. Um, if I do any cool specials or discounts for my services with my Reiki practice and tarot and oracle readings, you can get all of that um, first before it hits social media. Um, and you can also sign up for that in the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your weekend and check in next Friday for your dose of melanin. <laughs>